1: Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, and you're listening to Candair Podcast.
2: and Welcome to another episode of Canned your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack
0: Doherty, And I am Randy Hardenbrook.
2: And joining us today, we got the opportunity, I saw his booth uh, at TORG and uh, got a card, but boy, I don't, I don't think I got an opportunity to stop and talk to this man, because it was a busy day, <laughs> everyone was busy, the day seems kind of like a dream, like it didn't even happen, yeah. but we finally get time to sit down with illustrator and comic creator Nate Lovett. Nate, thank you for being here.
3: Thanks for having me
2: got a good show lined up for you today in the retro round table we're in lieu of halloween i think this is the first uh episode we're recording in uh the month of october is that correct yes yep, i think that's right and the last episode we'll record before we hit our eight year anniversary so happy eight years oh guys my. No, happy eight guys. year to you two yeah the th- uh next wednesday this coming wednesday so uh, yeah, we got that happening. <laughs>
3: I, I laugh because next Wednesday is actually my twentieth wedding anniversary.
0: <laughs> oh, so it's a special day for two reasons. <laughs> well, one may be slightly more than the other. So
2: <laughs> ours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Don't take <laughs> no, that lightly. No. no. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, in lieu of Halloween, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite uh, ghosts from throughout pop culture. I'm excited to talk about that. And then, but after we do that, then we're going to turn our attention over to Nate and talk about some of the amazing uh, jobs he's done and his awesome comics. But before we do any of that, don't forget to find us at on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at canned underscore air, considering those apps are up and running and not shut down worldwide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and uh, Patreon.com forward slash Kandar pod Or get on CandarePodcast.com and click on that Patreon button If you want to, you know, spend a few dollars a month Get access to a ton of extra content We just recorded another episode uh, for the Candare Patreon pod uh, An episode where we talk about uh, just wild and crazy things we have done in our lifetime Some
0: <laughs> some of us leave, live more sheltered lives yeah. than others <laughs> What some
2: people see as crazy and wild Other see- people see as crazy uh, Pretty tame, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, we'll leave that up to the listeners uh, to decide for themselves. So, yeah, uh, again, on our website, com, the Patreon link, and there's merch on there as well.
0: Uh, what am I forgetting? So your boys are on the Evergreen Podcast Network. Hop on there. Check out the great shows, including us. And uh, it is spooky season, gentlemen. So mm-hmm. uh, to any of our listeners, if you have a spooky story, uh, would like yeah. us to uh, read it on our special Halloween episode? Send it or our way. It or, or tell it yourself. Or tell it yourself. We can hey.
2: get a recording of you telling it and then pop it in there. And, oh, man, I, I would love to have that. That'd be amazing. Don't
1: record it in the bathroom. It's not good acoustics.
2: No, no, no. We'll get on, like, Skype or Zoom and something. And okay. We'll, like, I'll re- I'll do the recording. Just You just have to get on Skype. So or, we can even do it over, the, over the, phone the phone if you man. wanted to. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Again, uh, uh Hit the contacts page or hit us up on social media, Facebook. However you want to reach out if you do have said story. Uh, anything else, guys? Like I said. Mm-hmm. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. It's showtime. Gotta
3: it, do. Spend no expense. <laughs>
2: Alright. Favorite ghosts? Who wants to kick it off? It sounds like Jack. Okay.
1: (laughs) So mine is actually a a five-fur? Four-four? Four-fur? Mine's got four four (laughs) or five picks. And my first pick. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Thought this out. (laughs) Is it going to take the entire episode to get there or what? No. (laughs) So mine is uh, Inky, Pinky, Blinky, and Clyde. Mm. Pac-Man ghosts.
2: Oh, you clever fuck. Yes. (laughs) Didn't see that coming. No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I actually uh, got stuck playing Mrs. Pac-Man just a few days ago. I stopped at the GameStop, and they had an arcade cabinet set Ah. up. I was like, I'll just... Play one game, you know. Next thing you know, I'm like really into it, swearing at the machine. But <laughs> and they're yeah. trying to
0: kick you out because they want to close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
2: It's funny though how addictive that game can be. It's still, all these years later, with so mm-hmm. much more advanced things, how Pac-Man can still grab you and your and attention.
1: The board changed, didn't
2: it? Is did. that what the difference was? I think so. I think yeah. I think yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I kept wondering, I was like, where the why the thing? Why is it moving around on me? And I was like, oh yeah, the bow. <laughs> She's got the bow very good anything else on that
1: no it always felt so good to get those power pellets and be able to own mm-hmm. those bastards
2: <laughs> i always met my demise like going back and forth waiting for them to get close enough and then when they would i'd hit it you know you could eat one or two but there'd be times i waited too long you start
0: chasing them they start blinking and you think i got it i got it nope yep the you second you're on it they turn right back yeah uh, there was actually a gamecube game called pac-man versus it was like a Tie into another game, but you, you guys remember like how you could hook up your, uh, your Game Boy Advance to the GameCube? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, it was a four player game. One person would be Pap- Pac-Man on the little, uh, Game Boy and the other three would control the ghosts. So it was oh. like, <laughs>
2: they did that on the uh, Wii U with Luigi's mansion. Oh, okay. There was okay. a multiplayer mode where, what was it? One person was playing on the screen and like the other three people could have like the handheld device. OK, and play as the ghost. So like, if you were on the main screen, you had to shine your light in their direction. OK, to okay. light them up. But the ghost could see everything. You gotcha. just had to avoid the light to get as close to the person. It was so cool. So cool. Same premise,
3: though, it sounds like. Yeah, for the most yeah. part. But.
2: All right. Very good. Nate, how about you? Favorite ghost?
3: Oh, well, I've got uh, three. For the most part, I tried to think outside of the normal go to ghosts.
2: Appreciate that. Yeah.
3: So um, I got Beetlejuice.
2: Nice. I can see why he'd be a favorite. Mm-hmm. I need to watch that movie again. That was one I was trying not to pick because I knew he would come up.
3: Yeah, there's yeah. Some low, low He was there. one I couldn't pass up
2: though. <laughs> yeah, he's two, he's, he's the ghost with the most. Uh-huh. Oh I mean, hell yeah! <laughs> come on. No, I, I heard they're making a sequel to that. I mean, yeah, I they've I talked about it for years. It like but Beetlejuice I, goes to Hawaii or something like that. that that's that's what it was originally like in talks of being. But no, like I heard actually heard. Like legitimate, seemed legitimate anyway. I don't know why I say it's legitimate because I don't even remember the source, but I heard that they're talking of a sequel again. That'd be cool. I mean, he's reprising his Batman role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and Tim Burton, it's got to be just as good. I mean, i oh, yeah. sure. I mean, that's it all pretty
2: much the same, but not. I <laughs> wonder if they'd ever bring back Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin and all them one other writer, you think? I don't know. It'd be kind of fun.
1: That'd be, that would be cool, though, to that, bring this. Yeah, those. that'd be. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Did um, weren't they in a relationship in real life? The two I, of them. I
3: don't. No clue.
2: You say yes or no?
3: I have no clue.
2: No. Part of me wants to say they were, but um, maybe that would keep them from a reunion. I don't know. I'm talking up my ass now, but damn, that would be cool to see. It's showtime. <laughs> I'll be putting that in somewhere. All right. Um, you want if I go next, Randy? Go for it. OK, I think I've talked about this one a long time ago, and this wasn't even really a ghost, but people for a long time thought it was. Do you guys remember them? I know we've talked about this, the movie Three Men and a Baby.
1: Oh, yes. oh yeah. <laughs> you all know what I'm talking <laughs> yes. about already? Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. So that horrified me as a kid because <laughs> I I liked that movie, but I had never noticed it. And I heard heard kids talk about it at school. And I still like, yeah, there's no ghost in it. But I remember being, uh, like, my family went to another family's house for a get-together, and, mm-hmm. like, dinner conversation led to that, and that family happened to have that on VHS. So, like, my parents gathered around the TV for the moment to be pointed out. Now, that was it? the first time I had actually seen it on television, but the simple fact that my parents were giving it so much credence was like oh fuck there must be something to <laughs> must this real. <laughs> this must be a real ghost you know like it horrified me <laughs> it was three men and a baby
1: <laughs> i still have yeah i think i think we've looked at it on youtube we've, we've, we've watched talked about yeah, it before yeah but yeah i had never seen it before not that i went and rented <clears throat> or whatever just to sit and watch and wait for it but
2: yeah um I can't tell you the last time I've seen that movie. Probably when we watched that clip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's so um, – what did it end up being? Just like a cutout of Ted Danson or something? A cardboard was, cutout of Ted Danson or something? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Right. But damn! Yeah. oh, Dan. Like, it's weird how your mind makes you see things differently. Because oh, yeah. once you know it's a cardboard cutout – uh that's all you can see but once you know before you know before it's debunked in your head you're like holy shit that's a kid in period <laughs> clothing standing there what the fuck's going on <laughs> you know?
0: it's like seeing jesus and toast <laughs> it's kind of or in a cheeto or something there, there's the episode uh, seeing ted Egg.
2: dancing at a curtain a <laughs> <his> religious experience
0: <laughs> it might work for me i'd subscribe to that all right so for my first pick um I'm gonna go, and I didn't want to go for low hanging fruit, so I went for uh, Jaga from Thundercats, the, oh, uh, the ghost that yeah. Lionel can see.
2: I don't remember him.
0: He was the uh, original leader, like right before he died, before they all went into like hypersleep in the first episode. So he's yeah, like, he an Obi- oh, like an Obi, like an Obi Wan kind, yeah, exactly, yeah. He'd come in at the time of need and be like,
1: "Oh, Lionel Yeah,
0: so it, poof, it practically <laughs> ev- practically every episode, Lino just be like around the under- other Thundercats too, just like start Chaga. What do I do? And everybody's like, "Who are you talking to, Lino?" Yeah. Oh, nobody. You know, <laughs> I know that name. Come on. <laughs>
2: No, I don't. I don't even know what that ghost looks like, to be honest. He had the like the pointy like Kaiser helmet on.
3: He was gray, see through. Yeah, it was very Obi Wan as a Thundercat. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> Fair
3: enough. Was it Super
1: Seven? I think they just came out with their just released his figure this week. I think.
2: Okay, maybe I did see something about that because I saw probably. a Thundercat character that he was obviously from Thundercats. He looked old, and I had no idea who yeah. he was. It had to have been what it was. Yep. We see the toy releases. It must be on the Instagram that we, we see that stuff, because mm-hmm. we always see to. As soon as I see it, I get a text from you. Wait, shit, you see that Power Ranger turtle <laughs> set? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that brings us back around to Jack. Mine is another
1: ghost that is the reason why the story kept continuing, I would say, in Star Wars. And it it's because of Qui Gon Jinn. Mm. Even though you never saw him as a Force ghost, he was obviously a ghost. But you'd only mm-hmm. know if you watched what uh, the uh, Clone Wars. The Clone Wars, yeah, the last little bit, because he actually started talking to Yoda, and Yoda went. And that was like to train.
2: supposedly like the first time like they were learning to see and talk with the deceased through the Force, right? That exactly. was like Yoda yep. and yeah. like Qui Gon had were first tapping into it yeah. right there, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I remember at the end Yoda had mentioned he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go talk to an old friend or something like that." Yeah, at the end of the series. So. Damn, that was yeah. a good episode. Yeah, it was.
2: Was that a two part where he was on that force that force planet or whatever? Yeah, I think so. Damn, yeah, it that was. was good. Yeah, I might have
1: to watch that again. But yeah, all cause of all cause of taken. <laughs> <the> <laughs> Jedi's were able to communicate <laughs> through the dead. Talking to you. How am I? Luke would have, I have never have a few been a set X of skills. <laughs> Luke would have never turned off that computer in the X-Wing and you might have missed. Yeah. Blew up that first Death Star. Yep.
0: Thanks, Qui-Gon. So <laughs> <laughs> skills. There's a certain set of skills. Yep. <laughs> oh my god.
2: All right. <laughs> Nate, let's jump back over to you.
3: Okay. Uh, this one we'll find out if you guys are familiar with it. High five ghost. From regular show, he was. If you, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's an older Cartoon Network uh, cartoon.
1: That's the show with the sparrow and the
3: what was the other animal? The, animal? the blue
2: jay.
1: Both yeah. the blue jay the blue and blue the raccoon. Jay. Yeah, See, the I, jay, I, a raccoon. A Mordecai
3: and Rigby.
2: I always think when you're talking about something else that you're talking about regular yeah. show. Yep. Is that the one with and the it rac? Finally came up. Finally came up. Oh my god! All right, tell. I, I don't know this character. Tell me about him. He's the sidekick to Muscle Man,
3: who's kind of the annoying uh, Mus- co-worker. Yeah, his name's Muscle Man. He's this green, not muscly guy at all. But, um, <laughs> uh, high Five Ghost is, he looks like, like, kind of like a Pac-Man ghost, but with a hand coming out of the top of his head. like
2: She's Just always ready for a high five. High fives.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I gotta pull him up because I wanna see him. I, I probably
1: have seen him before.
2: Yeah, show me a picture too when you get it pulled up. I, man, every time I hear about that's, this show. It's exactly what he was saying. You know? Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, that was a very accurate description you did. Very accurate. I, I, I don't know how I could add on to that anymore. Like, that was a perfect description. The
3: picture has been drawn perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that show. There's a lot of 80s gaming nods in it, and it, it was just a fun show.
2: It looks like I think they those... actually
3: got away with saying pissed on it too, which really? is wow. weird hmm. considering it's you know, it was a Cartoon Network show.
2: I feel like it was, one, was one of those shows that was angled like uh, Teen Titans Go, like not only toward kids but to adults as well. You know, like these are people who are making cartoons like that that know you know, they're not aiming for one demographic. They have multiple demographics, different age ranges that are watching. Because, you know, it was like when I'd see Teen Titans, like I've said before, they would do Golden Girls jokes. Like, ain't no fucking kids are going to get that. Yep. (laughs) There's no kids that are going to understand that.
3: And actually, the creator has a new show, I forget what it's called, on um, HBO Max. Close enough.
2: animated uh, show? Yeah,
3: it's an animated show. He did Adventure Time, too, didn't he? Um, he may have been involved in some of the earlier seasons, mm. but I, yeah, I don't know for sure, but yeah, close enough is his new show, which actually has humans and stuff. On. That but it's sounds on familiar,
2: actually. I may have seen a trailer for yeah. that on YouTube mm-hmm. or something. Cool, man. This show, I'm going to have to sit down someday and just watch <laughs> an episode.
1: The to... noodle arms is what gave me a hard time with that regular show and adventure time.
2: It just seemed like
1: find elbows on people.
2: I'm (laughs) sure I'm wrong about this, but it seemed like after the world of animation went from like strictly 2D to like Pixar kind of stuff, like even in your like Saturday morning style cartoons, that 2D animation had to get really fucking weird to remain (laughs) relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah,
3: it kind of had to find itself and be different. Yeah, because. Everything that you, you know, like the old Disney Afternoon Gargoyles, Darkwing exactly. Duck, all that stuff became 3D stuff. So they're like, OK, let's do stuff that's going to be harder to do in 3D, which is the noodly arms and just weird psychedelic yeah. things at times.
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, they do a good job at it. I mean, I guess I haven't seen that show, so I can't speak for that one. If we're all sitting here talking about it, if I've been trying to talk about it all this time without seeing it, they must be doing something right. It's like how you don't go out of your way to hear Taylor Swift, but somehow Taylor Swift ends up in your fucking ears. How's that happen?
1: I know this song. That's Taylor Swift. No. (laughs) Damn.
2: That's good marketing is what that is. That's what we need. We need to get that that person marketing for us. Yeah, right. (laughs) Before they even want to know what Air is, they've already listened. <laughs> all right. Have you guys been going to King's Island for your whole lives? Yes. For the most part, I,
3: I think I went once. Once? I haven't California. been there in forever, but I used to go fairly yeah. often.
2: I, I haven't been as an adult, um, but I we went all the time as children.
0: I think I know where you're going with this, but continue.
2: Yeah, you do. You, you My list is sitting in front of you. I'm sure <laughs> I didn't look at it. <laughs> Pop filters in my way. <laughs> um... But there used to be, years ago, a Smurf ride there, which I uh, adored as a kid. Um, The only thing is, when you'd go in, there was like a seven-foot-tall Gargamel standing there, and that thing scared the living (laughs) hell out of me.
1: So you were like a Smurf going in it?
2: Yeah. Ah. He was much bigger than you sitting down and like... You had to look up at him. He was talking like, "Ah, I got you now. You and those Smurfs." <laughs> you know, it made you feel. But then you're in the Smurf village, and everyone's singing and happy. And the worst thing happening in there is uh, Azrael's trying to swat at a cat or a Smurf. You know. <laughs> but other than that, it's just the same Father, na, 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 over and over and over and over to the whole thing. But... bleed. I have a VHS tape uh, of the ride through of it somewhere. Well, you know, the old '80s recorder up on your shoulder, like <laughs> we took it through there. But, um, a piece of my childhood died when they took that out, and they replaced it with uh the lower end version of the haunted mansion called yes. King's Island's uh Phantom theater mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, remember this at all? Oh, yeah, no, I have
0: no idea
2: um I, I don't remember the ride so much. I remember you it's just the
0: entrance that you remember,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, it was the yeah. yeah. entrance, the entrance I remember now at the haunted mansion, when you go in, I think you stand in like kind of like a dark hallway kind of setting before they. Put A group of you in the expanding room, and then you get in the carts and go through the thing. Very cool experience. And this, there was like a great big open, like ballroom in the front. Yep. Do you remember any of this Nate?
3: Some of it. <clears throat> oh, so, like, I remember the entrance, I don't remember much of the ride. Yes, anymore. the entrance, but was, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm,
2: I'm, I'm all I'm talking about. Is the entrance because I don't remember a damn thing about the ride. Um, I'd have to look I'm sure there are Ride throughs On YouTube somewhere mm-hmm. But there was uh, Again A great big Like ballroom That
0: Where the queue was To get in The queue get in. was
2: yep. Yeah Now whenever we went It wasn't during Halloween The thing was open Year round It wasn't a seasonal thing mm-hmm. So the line Typically wasn't long But at Halloween It took oh, up that yeah. Whole ballroom For sure Well um, <clears throat> Up toward the ceiling Like the ceiling Of this thing Was like what Two three stories high well, Anyway Easy yeah and up toward the top was this balcony with this great big old creepy organ. Mm-hmm. And the Phantom was the uh, kind of your host, kind of like the Crypt Keeper. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. he looked damn near. if <laughs> That yeah. could have been a copyright <laughs> infringement. There could have been lawsuits over that because he looked a lot like.
0: He was like him. the Crypt Keeper with Rogaine, if I remember correctly. <laughs> he had more hair. He had the
2: cape, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but while you're standing in line, he would just, he'd be up there on an organ in a balcony just up there fucking playing that thing and it was scary when you're a kid and he'd stop and turn around like i've got you now like you're already in here no going back kind of a thing and then he'd swivel around and start playing these big things again and it was creepy it was creepy, and as you can tell, the three people that have memory of this thing only remember the entrance. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's and the same thing with the Smurf ride. It was the entrance I remember the most. Gargamel, man, like oh, now that was a water <laughs> ride. You were in a boat for the Smurf one. Okay. This was like you were sitting in these like uh, chair pod things, very similar to Haunted Mansion, but smaller, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But. That Phantom, man. And I remember yeah. those commercials, King's Island's Phantom Theater. Yep. Uh. <laughs> I'll have to see if I can find one of those commercials and splice it in if they exist <laughs> out there. But, all right. Anything else on that before we move on? Nope.
0: Randy. All right. So for my next one, I want to give a shout out to my boy Starscream, who bit it in the movie and then kept possessing people for at least two other series. So RoboGo, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> RoboGo. <Stop. laughs> so you guys remember when he bit it in uh, Transformers the movie? Mm-hmm. Well, he came back. I think the, the series continued. Oh, that's right. After it was that, and,
1: and Cyclonus was the bad guys. After
0: yeah, and that. he kept possess. I can't remember which one, but he kept possessing like one of them, like Ah Star's great. you know, and then. Later on in Beast Wars, which was... A, I know you guys aren't familiar with that one at I all. I know Beast Wars. Okay. You <laughs> remember Waspinator? <There> was, <clears throat> waspinator. <clears throat> shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't do voices, asshole. But uh, anyway, he... Uh, we
2: all watch very different shows. <laughs>
0: <but it> was... <laughs> waspinator was kind of like the real... In every 80s cartoon, Like there was always that like kiss-ass to the boss that just was a totally like useless minion that just always got like blown up or got his ass kicked well in beast wars that's the one for one episode star street star scream chose to possess which was just hilarious because it was pretty much him <laughs> in that version <laughs> but uh yeah
2: I always felt by the time Beast Wars came along, they were, like,
0: talking to a whole new generation.
2: I, I wonder how many people actually
0: got that. There were a few episodes where they would do callbacks. Like, you'd see, like, the, the body of Optimus Prime and, like... Really? They'd have to go get, like, his Allspark and stuff like that, yeah, so... Mm.
2: And that was, the like, the crudely done CGI show, like, in the early 2000s, it late 90s. Bad. It wasn't crudely
0: but done, damn it. It, it was... was yeah. By today's <laughs> the, standards? Well, today's well, standards, th- of
1: course, yeah, but...
2: Mm. It looked like that, uh, I want my MTV music video. No way. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that bad. Well, they brought it was Wars
1: back on Netflix with the, the new season of Transformers. Did they? Yeah. Uh-huh. What'd, what'd you say,
0: Nate? I said
3: it was bad. <laughs> Thank you, <They> got, <laughs> Nate. It got, got better when they switched it to Beast Machines. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. it, yeah.
0: Thank you. <laughs> at least Nate's got my you're, you're breaking up, Nate. I'm sorry we must have a bad connection. <laughs>
2: All right, guys, uh, are there any other picks that we must get off our shoulders before we end this? Slimer. Well, of course. Yeah. He's a great ghost.
0: I, I do want to throw out one arbitrary uh, Hanna, Barbanna, Bar- Hanna oh, Barbera geez. cartoon. <laughs> Speaking of Smurfs. <laughs> right. So, do you guys remember the Funky Phantom?
3: No. Only because of Scooby Doo. Yes. And so, some it, of those.
0: It was literally Funky Phantom. And I don't know if this came before or after Scooby Doo. I'm imagining after. But they just recycled the same formula. It was yeah. three teenagers and their dog go into, like, this haunted mansion, turn the clock back on something, and it pops out this ghost from the the spirit of 1776 done by the same voice actor that did Snagglepuss. And his ghost cat <laughs> <laughs> that was, I think, Some the same one that did, no like, Mudley. But, yeah, it was just, I don't know how long it aired, but it was just... It, same formula as Scooby-Doo. Same formula as uh, do, uh, Speed Buggy. It was just, yeah. yeah. Funky <laughs> Phantom. Yep, Funky Phantom. I may have seen it, just didn't know
1: what it was. It, but he, Man,
2: he, it makes me think of uh, McDonaldland. You know, they ripped off hr puffinus stuff to a t man like (laughs) yeah the trees in the background they even hired the same voice actors to do characters (laughs) like even the same kind of characters in their thing like yeah it was in court for years and they had to get shut down (laughs) it's it's crazy how bold people are sometimes not even trying to be subtle about it you know what i mean
0: they even drove a speed buggy yeah yeah (laughs) yeah like (laughs) i swear they reused some of the frames like the ghost looks like a fred flintstone with a ponytail yeah yeah, wow. Yeah, Let I vaguely
1: see. remember it.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Well, I mean, a lot of those Hanna-Barbera characters had a very distinctive, like, nose and... Oh, Jesus. That's the crew. Yeah. Oh, no way.
1: <laughs> that's straight up Fred and Daphne.
2: Will you send me that picture so I can put it on our uh, Instagram with this yeah. post when this episode goes up?
0: <laughs> wow. But I'll never forget, like, the intro to that. Like, they wind the clock back and he pops out like, the spirit of 1776 even! You know, just... Pure snagglepuss. Wow!
2: <laughs> Remember at Kings Island when they would have like you—you've parked in this Huckleberry Hound lot, and
3: yeah, yep.
0: You still never remembered where your car was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <clears throat> Nate, did you have any others that we we missed, man?
3: And eh, nothing that were you know nothing pressing. Yeah, Bruce Willis. I see. No, Patrick people. Swayze.
2: Oh, Bruce Willis was a ghost, too. Yeah. But Patrick Swayze Uh was better. Yeah. Patrick Swayze. I was at
1: work, and I was trying to find some inspiration from one of the guys at work. I'm like, give me a ghost from pop culture. Well, like, from video games? I'm like, anything, dude. And I don't want Bruce Willis or Sam from Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And no Beetlejuice. I was like, find me anything else.
2: I'll tell you, other than Patrick Swayze, um, the ghost who taught him how to kick cans and move shit... That dude was horrifying. Oh yeah, in the yeah. subway, the ghost in the subway. Remember him?
3: No, not off the top of my head. He was like, I, "Go ahead, Nate." I can't remember his name, but yeah, I mean, visually, like a long I, black exactly on. What like, he looks like?
2: Yeah, like scraggly long black hair and like a long but
3: bald, but yeah, yeah, and kind of bug eyes and yeah, he was like oh, bored yeah. and
2: like knocking newspapers out of people's hands and Patrick Swayze goes, How hey, how are you making stuff move? You gotta teach me how to do that. And he was a real asshole. I can see I'm not gonna get you guys to remember, but I think I might <laughs> remember That's okay. That's a good movie. That's that movie holds up, I think. Mm-hmm. The guy the lead singer from Midnight Oil
1: is kind of what I'm thinking of. Or the, there's a, the guy that looks like him
2: that's an actor. <laughs> I don't I know. know that. No. Or remember the hell ghost, the ghost that would shoot up out of the, like the black things that come things up and oh, grab you. And, yeah. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Those were freaking.
1: Sound like a, a drain clog or something like that. Like, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> toilet flushing. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> turn it off. Turn it off. I can't listen to your Whoopi Goldberg. Save me. <laughs>
2: All right. That's going to do it for our uh, favorite ghost. But uh, we're going to jump to a commercial really quick. And then when we return, we're going to turn our attention over to Nate. So stick around.
3: Another day is here and
0: you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: And we are back from commercial break and we are sitting here talking with illustrator and comic creator Nate Lovett. Nate, I want to thank you again for being here, man. It's awesome to have you. I wish we could have caught up more at the con. Uh, how was TORGS for you to kick off? Uh, how was your, uh, I want to say weekend, but it wasn't the whole weekend. How was how yeah. was your day at the con?
3: It, it was it was good i i wasn't real sure what to expect cuz i haven't really done any game cons right. like that but uh, it was it was pretty good yeah it was a, it seemed like
2: a, like we were talking on the last episode a very nice balance you know yeah. there wasn't too much of mm-hmm. one thing or another there was uh I don't know. Obviously, there were more games there, but it was a nice balance. Nothing was overshadowed, it seemed. And Mm -hmm. the way everything was spread out, uh, too. The layout was good, too. Mm -hmm. So you
1: wouldn't have just all games and then just one If somebody wanted
2: to avoid a comic aisle or a toy aisle, they weren't given the opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think Wizard had made that mistake before. Yeah. Uh, they uh, I'm not going to get into that shit. They made
3: lots of mistakes. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, they did.
1: Where are they now, exactly?
2: Ah, <laughs> right. like, oh, burning. In, well, I'm not going to say. All right. <clears throat> So Nate, tell us and your, uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself You know, obviously you have a very impressive uh, resume People can check uh, your work out at nate love And especially yep. on the ses- uh, social media But on top of, you know, being a comic creator You've done concept art for Marvel, Image, uh, Nickelodeon List goes on, projects yep. for like Paw Patrol, G.I. Joe, Marvel Comics Presents And that list goes on as well uh, oh, Tell yeah. us about yourself, how'd you get into this, man?
3: I went to CCAD, uh, Columbus College of Art and Design. I actually went there for animation. Um, I graduated in 2000, but while I was there, Toy Story and then Toy Story 2 came out.
0: So going back
3: to once the 3D stuff came, nobody wanted traditional 2D animation, really. Mm. So I met my wife my senior year. My original plan had been to move to California after I graduated because that's where... You know most of the animation places were Mm -hmm. um columbus had a couple at the time but they ended up closing up shop shortly after i graduated so i ended up hanging around columbus instead of moving doing whatever work i could and then um i don't know if you guys ever went to midgard comics back in the day at columbus square i Mm -hmm. never did no yeah I ended up hooking up with Keith, the owner there, and he was doing some comics through the store and kind of whatever. And so I did that for a bit. And then when I discovered the internet for comics and uh, forums, found penciljack.com, which is amazingly still around, but it's just a comic book forum. And met lots of people on there who I'm still friends with to this day, who were comic pros, and you know just kind of made those connections and started doing more comic stuff and got some freelance stuff and kind of started that way. First real comic job. When I say real, like actually published work, <laughs> uh, was uh, Zombie Reanimated from Devil's Due back. Ooh. Oh, okay. 14 years ago now. <laughs> um, based off the zombie uh, zombie with an X. It was a uh, animated show on newsgrounds or I forget where it may, have, it may have, but uh, James Farr was the creator and animator and everything. And he had got some deal with uh, devil's due and he wrote the book and I got to draw it. And that opened up doors to concept art and toy work and stuff. So I did a whole bunch of that for a long time <laughs> right. while I tried to do my own comic stuff and tried to break into Marvel and all those. And then uh, Dave Akins, who is another local guy. He's been doing Dora and other Nickelodeon books forever. Dave um, Akins,
1: I know that name. He's been in a lot of sponge SpongeBob
3: yeah, Has Sponge yeah. SpongeBob Dora. He also does the zombies uh, board game stuff. So you'll see like Dora and SpongeBob, and then you'll see these highly detailed, realistic zombies <laughs> at the same table. <laughs> <laughs> so when Paul Patrol was just getting started, he put me in contact with uh, the Nickelodeon folks, and I got that. And so I've been doing that ever since. While I still do comic stuff here and there
2: (laughs) and and that's just uh done from home i take it you don't have a yeah that's so cool and that's like still conceptual art like how how do you when you were working on these kind of shows working for these people i'm very curious like Mm -hmm. what what exactly does that entail
3: um the paw patrol stuff it's all storybooks and coloring books um i see i get art from nickelodeon that okay this is what the episode's like or i got to see concept art from the paw patrol movie hmm. um and then try to guess as to what was going to happen with it because that's all i had to do <laughs> and i had and i did like two movie books and i'm like okay i had a subway train is supposed to do a loop to loop i have no clue what that how that's supported or anything in the movie. So I'll just, yeah, that works. <laughs> so oh, cool kind of guess. And, and they were fine with it. So it worked. Um,
0: right. I was going to ask that. So when you do stuff like that for a, for mm-hmm. a franchise, for Nickelodeon, do they have to approve something before it goes to print? Oh yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, they're he usually when I do big
0: a book, dick <laughs> these characters,
3: huh? just go
2: straight to print. There you go.
3: <laughs> Nate, no.
2: Yeah. That's not what we but,
3: wanted. uh when i'm doing those books i do the sketch i have to sketch everything out first those get approved by both uh the publisher and nickelodeon and then i have to tighten everything up and again approved by both publisher and nickelodeon um and even then the final art is all nickelodeon sees it like three different times at least Wow. before it's definitely approved and signed wow. off on and they send back notes if something needs fixed if something's off model yeah <laughs> wow that's crazy
2: but cool as hell too but yeah you know, like yeah not to say I wasn't saying you weren't saying it was cool or nothing <laughs> like that I'm just uh <laughs> emphasizing that you know what you guys are saying like I uh, I can't imagine so I'm sure some of these properties like GI Joe or like the Marvel comics or any of that stuff, uh, image like stuff you grew up on you're now working on that's got to be a little surreal right
3: yeah oh yeah the gi joe i've gotten to do a couple concept art things that and a few packaging art things that's cool. but i so it's stuff that you know for the most part doesn't even get seen or is discarded right afterwards <laughs> i did get to draw a it was a fire safety gi joe ish comic But most of the focus was on these two kids. So it was like, I got to draw like the back of Snake Eyes's head. Um, (laughs) I think Duke was probably the one I got to draw the most. And even, but he can be just kind of boring. Right. (laughs) right. Because it's Duke. (laughs) But yeah, so that was, it was like, hey, I got to draw G.I. Joe, sort of. The, uh, the marvel stuff's been fun it's uh been inks over my buddy ray height it's not quite what i'd like to have as a marvel credit but i'll take it because i got both times i've gotten marvel credits i've gotten to ink spider-man and he's my favorite damn character overall so you're on the marvel ladder though man i'll, ta- like I'll take it my name's getting out there i i like to consider myself a journeyman when it comes to comics i've stolen the term from uh wrestling where the journeyman's the guy who always puts over the, the bigger named art uh, wrestlers and whatnot to make them look good. I've done a lot of inking, colors. I've ghosted art for people before where I've had to match pencils or inks, and and I haven't gotten the official credit. So I've done a lot of variety of work. <laughs> So I like to consider myself as a journeyman, you know, a journeyman (laughs) then, because I'm making all these other people look good. So (laughs) yeah, you could
1: take someone's drawing and then ink the hell out of it and color it badly, and then oh yeah, a piece of crap in front of you. This doesn't look like that. Yeah, (laughs) Spider-Man is red and blue, not purple
3: and blue (laughs) right
2: did brandy describe
1: this to you (laughs) (laughs) But,
3: but now i'm lucky enough to be starting to focus on my own stuff that i'm attempting to get out there in one way or another
2: right well that's what i kind of wanted to touch on uh, next i saw a uh, few comics uh listed on your website there one being punk rock ninja and another carter mm-hmm. Kane. i was wondering if you uh-huh. could tell us about
3: those punk rock ninja is a it's a short 32 page one shot that i'm currently working on uh the goal is have it done by the first of the year and then take it to kickstarter um basically it's the title kind of says a lot about it it's the main character her name is sheena from the song the ramon song sheena is a punk rocker um but she's also been trained as a ninja so she is um retrieving a base that was taken from her so basically it's her getting the base and then trying to keep it from getting taken back
2: and so, she knows punk rock music, so yeah, hey. yes.
3: right on. It's yeah, a winning combination. Heck yeah, it is. Like uh, back in gentlemen. the back in the Midgard comic days, uh, when I was doing stuff, then Keith also had a um, he would do music sh- a music venue connected to the comic shop. So there would be local punk bands, metal bands, other stuff that came through. So I got to see a lot of that and some of that's kind of driving the aesthetic I guess with gotcha. this book. So there's going to be a lot of grimy punk rock kind of look especially at the show when they get there.
2: That's interesting. <laughs> All right. Now what about uh, Carter Kane?
3: Carter Kane is that that's the big book for me. It's a book that I've been uh, working on for years. Um, Originally, it started, it was me and my buddy, Jeremy Dale, who actually passed away. It's been seven, maybe eight years now. He uh, was also a a comic artist. He actually got to draw G.I. Joe a lot more than me. Um, Years ago, when they did the two packs that came with the comic books, right he did probably about half of those comics oh wow he and i originally came up with the idea for carter about 13 14 years ago where originally it was we were inspired by spaceman spiff from calvin and hobbes okay Okay. so you know crash landing in the spaceship the jetpack goggles you know all that um so carter started off very spaceman spiff like um, where he was going to be at well it was Carter Kane's space rocket ranger is what it was so he kind of joined you know this intergalactic space cop thing but he was also you know 12 13 years old gotcha so we started doing it we had we had pitched it to Image they turned us down because all ages stuff didn't sell yeah. <laughs> and that's what we were going for So we were going to do it ourselves, but then we both started getting busy with other projects and whatnot. So it just kind of got set aside. And a few years later, I had a little bit of time. I was doing the Paw Patrol stuff, but needed something different because you can only draw pups and stuff like that so much. (laughs) Before Um, one of them contracts rabies. (laughs) So we started talking about bringing it back. Like I'd played the Mass Effect series. I wanted to take it from, you know, the Spaceman Spiff kind of thing and make it a little more grounded, at least for him. And we started talking about ideas and whatnot, and then he died. So I set it aside because it didn't feel right to even try to do. And then about two years ago, I really wanted to get a book done, something and I started looking at the Carter stuff, and I talked to Jeremy's widow, Kelly, and um, she told me go for it. So I haven't looked back. There you (laughs) go. Originally, I was going to do just single issues of it, um, but now I've decided to do it in graphic novel form because kids read more books that way instead of the floppies. Sure so right now i've literally uh have been pitching it to agents online in hopes that somebody bites and then they can get it through a publisher and i don't have to deal with all of that
2: (laughs) Um, wouldn't that be nice yeah
3: yeah but i figure um once punk rock ninja is done if nobody's if i haven't managed to get an agent or anything for it uh so around the first of the year, if it's a no-go with anybody else, I'm going to do it myself and it'll get kickstarted and everything. Right now, the first book is its about 175 pages. Oh, wow, Ooh. damn. Some of it is done because I got two single issues published myself, but even then, what will end up in the graphic novel will be different because I've added about eight pages to the beginning of the book and tweak some stuff here and there and the other stuff. So awesome. any single issues or collector's editions now. So. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly.
0: laughs> and, and we've heard from so many artists and, uh, you know, comic cre- content creators over the years of how successful Kickstarters have been from that for them when they decide to self publish right. and stuff. So, you know, that's probably the way
2: it's, it's good also that, you know, there's a route no matter what it's going mm-hmm. to get out there right yeah it's yeah. not like if it gets turned down by these people you know especially like stuff back in the day before we had the internet and you know world of possibilities at our fingertips right you know, if you got turned down two or three times ah, shit well what am i going right. to do now you know
3: right <laughs> yep i backed over a hundred things on kickstarter but i've never done my own so i figured that's punk rock ninja will be a nice little test it's a small book i'm not going to have to ask for much sure And then that can help build up a bit. So then when I'm ready to launch Carter on it, (laughs) hopefully, or if I have to launch Carter on it, it'll be easier.
2: Yeah. You don't want uh, that to be a learning experience, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You want to be well-versed knowing what you're doing going in. I understand that completely. Well, man, I mean, I haven't read the book yet, but from, you know, what I saw at your convention, and uh, I think on your social media at least some of it you know you have the head of uh what I believe Carter to be on your profile picture yeah uh, it looks gorgeous man I mean uh, you're you. you're a great artist you'd have to be to be doing half the stuff uh, you said you were doing here so that is amazing I want to encourage people to again check you out at Nate- lovet.com and again uh, at Nate Loveit on social media is there anywhere Nate I'm forgetting to direct
3: people no because it, it's literally Nate Lovett on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Right. It, yeah. So I just know I sometimes artists
2: have price. like uh, have like that third uh, like a not a WordPress, but what was, what was that website that a lot of people used to use back in the day? I can't remember. GeoCities? May, something like them. Is that. <laughs> <a fact? laughs> I don't know. Is that right? Is it, are you making shit up? No, no, no. That's a that's a name. That's old. Okay. Old okay. I can't remember what stuff. it was, but it was like a portfolio website for artists to go like have a portfolio. DBN art
3: Deviant, Deviant art. art. It, yeah, that was yeah. it. I'm on there. I haven't updated in forever. I don't think anybody I has. I
2: think the world <laughs> forgot about Deviant <laughs> art. Because it used to be like every guest had a Deviant art page yeah. they wanted to get off their yep. chest, but I haven't heard that in a long no, time. It's been a while, yeah. <laughs> the times they are a changing. <laughs> Nate, I want to thank you so much for uh, taking time to be here with us. I hope you had a no lot problem. of fun and uh, we'll get you back on in the future, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll help you with, get that Kickstarter promoted too if you're up for oh. that.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Very cool, man. Well, thank you again for being here. And, Jack, what do we got on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can listen
1: to us, watch us, buy us. us.
2: You can buy us. us. We are whoers. You can buy us. (laughs) We cheap. We cheap whoers.
1: If you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on your contacts page.
2: And, again, find us on Twitter at cannedairpod and on Instagram at underscore air and uh that website jack was just talking about canned has the patreon button right there a button to buy Mitch, a burton does a button a burton a button to see our special guest page there i got it out what am i forgetting randy i know i
0: always am hey it's spooky season so you got mm-hmm. a scary story send it over to mm-hmm. us either come on the air and read it yeah, tell us or read it yeah we can read it try to read yeah it. i
2: mean if you just wanted to text you know type it up Send it to us that way. We could do it that Absolutely. way. We, we just know... A thousand words or less. No. You, you can do whatever you want. Oh, no, yeah. Just <laughs> send it. <send them. laughs> I mean, not a novel, people, but, you know, within <laughs> reason. But uh, I would love to get ghost stories in here. Hell yeah. How yeah. Cool that would, would be cool, yeah. How cool it would be. But I know that people traditionally don't like to hear themselves on the microphone. Mm-hmm. Some people, it just shatters their world. Yep. And, you know, when we always sitting here talking into one it's hard to relate to that but i remember a time oh yeah i remember a time that's not me shut up what'd you do to my voice right (laughs) all right everyone i think that's going to do it for this week so until next time i am jeremy collie i'm
3: jack doherty i'm randy hardenbrook and i'm nate lovett
2: thanks so much for listening everyone and be excellent to each other Oh, no. Don't run. It'll only make things worse. What? Remember, you never want to approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown-up. And knowing is half the battle.
1: G.I. Joe. This has been a Canned Air production.